Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Zone to be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. Okie dokie. Bubba, welcome. I wish it was under better circumstances, but the sun still came out today, as John Fogarty just sang to us. So, you know what? Today's a new day. And this week's a new week, and better days ahead, hopefully, for this Razorback team. Yeah, I hear you, fellas. I see the sun keeps coming up. That's the beautiful thing about baseball. We get to go back at it again tomorrow night. But, yeah, it was kind of a tough weekend for the Hogs. So let's start with uh, game by game here. We'll go back to Thursday, and I just called it a you know case of missed opportunities. Obviously, you know you didn't didn't uh, hold them off the board enough to win the game, but you left eleven guys on base, and there were just your one clutch hit away from winning the game despite all the setbacks. And obviously, Arkansas is dealing with some adversity from an injury standpoint too. But uh, give me your thoughts on what you saw Thursday, and uh, you know again eleven left on base, not a good recipe for trying to win games on the road. Uh, you just basically summed it up, Justin. It's one of those things where I mean, you look at, we made a couple of errors. Uh, one was a routine double play ball. And that was just a, just a, just an error. It took, kind of took a funny off. Um, you got bases loaded, nobody out in the eighth inning, and you strike out three times in a row. Now, you can tip your hat to the pitcher and say they make good pitches, or you can say we got to be better at the plate in that situation. And that's the thing this team's done. It's, this team all year has found a way to win the one, the one two, three-run games. Any, any close game, we've been able to pretty much find a way to win it. And, boy, it just couldn't do it this weekend. And, and it was missed opportunities. Uh, we, we, didn't, we didn't make plays when we needed to. We didn't make a few pitches when we needed to. And we didn't get the big hit. And it, it kind of came back to haunt us. And, you know, Phil and I were talking earlier. If you go back and look at the, the, the past week, we gave up 25 runs last week, 17 of those runs were on home runs. Mm. And, I mean, that just means there's, there's a lot of traffic on the bases uh, in Georgia. I mean, that's going all the way back to the UCA game. And, you know, the solo home run is not going to beat you, but when you make an error, walk a batter, give up a hit, and then give up the home run, those, those, are, those are killers. And that's, that's kind, of, kind of what happened all weekend. You, you get a first of all. Uh, what 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 did you do when they they hit the grand slam? Did you hit anything? <laughs> well, you know what? I was I was in the middle of a game. Actually, I was oh. coaching. I had the phone on in my pocket, and before I could really figure out what was going on, um, I had several people come up to me and and let me know. And so yeah, it was a little, it was frustrating. Um, here's the thing, though, Wes. I mean, look at look at where we're at right now. We've got three freshmen trying to close out a game against a veteran Georgia team. If you look at that Georgia team, everyone in the lineup, they got one freshman, and he's a stupid stud. Yeah. Everyone else, they're all older players, and that's not making an excuse. That's just, it is what it is. I mean, you got Gage Wood, Christian Faust, Ben Bidey trying to close out, you know, the last four innings of an SEC game and, and wind blowing out at the hitter's ballpark and you're facing really good veteran hitters. And so, you know, this can go two different ways. They can toughen these guys up and make them better down the road or they can lose confidence and kind of dwindle away. But I think it's, it's all good for them. 
man, if we can just weather the storm and get through these next couple of weeks and, and get guys back healthy, you know, Tigers first, then Wagner and Josenberger as well, and get those guys back, then I think we're going to be in good shape. Who is the third string catcher? What happened, you know, if something happens? Well, we got Cal Kilgore. He's a red shirt, and I actually coached Cal. He played for me a couple of years ago. Um, Cal's a hard-nosed player, kind of fits Dave Van Horn's mold, but he's not ready for SEC play right now. He's, he's scheduled to be red-shirted. And then, you know, Peyton Holt, I guess, would be the emergency catcher mm. uh, if we needed somebody else. But, you know, I don't know what's going to happen if, if, if Roland's out for a while. I don't know if they take back the redshirt of Cal. Um, or or start working with a paint hole. I don't know what they do, but it's, I mean, as far as I know, that's that's it. That's our only option. But look, Hudson Hudson Polk did a, a better job this weekend. You can see as the weekend yeah. went on, he did better. But if you go back to Thursday's game, I think if you know there might have been a little bit of a different outcome had had Roland been in there. Um, Parker Roland, just kind of the way he calls pitches. I think pitchers get comfortable with the way a catcher calls pitches, and then you get a different catcher back there you're not used to going to. Even though Matt Hobbs can talk to him in their ear, in the earpiece, and kind of make suggestions, it's that catcher calling the game. And so, you know, I think I think that might have had something to do with some of the, the extra base hits. Talking about a carpenter on the brand of moving and storage hotline brought to you by Johnston's Home Center down in Benton. Uh, what about Josenberger? What's the what's the situation there with the hamstring? It was a weird weird play, first of all. But uh, what what do you know about his situation? Well, if you if you look at it, if Josenberger was a big donkey playing first base, that not a not a fast motor guy, <laughs> I wouldn't be worried about it. Um, Why gotta be a donkey? <laughs> He's a leadoff guy yeah. that plays center field, a high-energy guy, fast motor. So when a guy like that hurts a hammy, that's not good. It could be it could be a while. I, I pulled a hammy uh, once right before the All-Star break, you know, back in the day, and it bugged me all year. I was out for a couple weeks. When I came back, it still – I wasn't 100% the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I felt like it, you know, I was going to constantly pull it, and boy, that's not good for Josenberger. But look, I think I think Corey Wood, the trainer, does a great job of getting these guys patched up and back on the field. You know, they're going to do everything they can to get his his handy right. I just I, I'm not I haven't talked to Corey, so I don't know if it's completely pulled, if it's just a slight pull. It's it's just hard to say. But it could mm-hmm. it could be a few weeks. If our first baseman's a big donkey, is the Ole Miss first baseman a big jackass? <laughs> well, that's a good point, Wes. But yeah, you, you probably it's probably safe to say that. You don't call Brady Slavin's a donkey to his face, do you? I mean, that would hurt his feelings, I would think. No, Brady's not really a big donkey. Brady, Brady can move. He's athletic. He can move around a little bit. I wouldn't consider him a big donkey. There you go. Okay. Um, I just thought it might be a first baseman. Who's the guy baseman. from Auburn? Who's the Auburn oh. dude last year? Yeah. <laughs> guy that looked like he played yeah. offensive line? Yes. Yeah, that's a big donkey that just goes yeah. at first base. He just rakes and yeah. bombs. So, that guy can't pull a hammy. Yeah. Yeah, Brady. Uh, Brady's <laughs> running out triples and stuff. I mean, he's yeah. definitely anything but, so. Yeah. What about A&M? Uh, I see they win another series. They come to a, a Baum Walker Thursday night. A hot team. 
Yeah, they are. They're playing. They're playing really well right now. They they took two out of three from Kentucky, and I still can't figure Kentucky out. Sometimes I look at them, I think they're a really good team. Other times I look at them, I think they're a tired team. Um, Kentucky finds a way to lose a lot of times, but you know, you look at you know A and M went in there and they took two out of three at you know at Kentucky. So A and M's got a good hitting team. I think they're second in the conference in hitting. Uh, their pitching though, it's They've had some pitching woes. They're 12th in the league in pitching. Uh, they're giving up some runs. Their starting pitching hasn't been real consistent, but we know they've got some good arms. Schlossnager does a great job. He does. He coaches similar to Dave Van Orn, pays attention to detail. So they're not a team that's going to give you a lot of runs. You've got to earn what, everything you get from them. So I think it's going to be a great series. I think the difference maker is going to be that the guys are back home at Baumwalker. They love playing at Baumwalker. They're comfortable at Baumwalker. I think that's going to be kind of the 12th man there. Let's hope so. We're coming up for the Thursday game. I need at least one win. I can't have another sweep. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be a. I don't want to be a part of that, Bubba. Um, it has been a weird year. I was just thinking about this, and I think we've probably alluded to this before, Wes. But when you think about injuries, I mean, basketball-wise, pretty obvious. The two big big pieces that were injured this year that cost you know Nick Smith most of his year, and obviously you lost uh, another key cog for the for the remainder of the season. And then you go back to football. KJ missing some games and the the income the the, the outcome there. Bubba, I'm starting to think maybe we need to like I don't know like uh, sacrifice a chicken or something. I don't know. Do we need to do we need to get into some kind of weird ritual to try to break the curse because it has been a really hard year for injuries. This is going to be the memory of this season is injury, injury, injury issues with all the uh, the major men's sports. Well, I mean. Back in the day, we would have we would have talked about finding a slump buster, but and, and we can we can talk about a slump buster another day. Yes, yes, we'll have <laughs> That's to do that podcast. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but anyway, it's it's been a crazy year, guys. And and you look at pitching wise, obviously we know Wiggins, Cody Frank, Brady Tiger, but now position player wise, I mean we got our three of our top position players out right now with Jerry Wagner, Parker Rowe, and Tavian Josenberger. Now, if you want to be a glass half full guy, if we make a couple of plays and make a couple of pitches, we still take two out of three from a really good Georgia team. I don't care that they're four eleven when we went in; they're they're a good team, they're a veteran team. So, with all those pieces missing, we still one pitch and one hit away from from winning the series, and that's what that's what's impressive. I try to take that away from the weekend, but yeah. to your point, I've never seen I've never seen a rash of injuries like this, and. I don't know. I mean, yeah, it sucks for the other sports, but I don't care about the other sports. I care about Razorback baseball um, and what's going on right now. And I've never seen anything like this, this many in one season. The key players. Mm-hmm. Would you rather see Hagen uh, closing out games? I know it's easy to say that now because they just blew one in the ninth inning. And I'll, I, and even if he had pitched on uh, Thursday night, I'm not sure if he'd have been available yesterday or not, but – the role for Hagen Smith. What is? What do you see as the ideal role for Hagen Smith? Okay, so you see the importance of, and, and Dave referred to it, and, and you know he was very blunt about it. This is why Hagen is so important. You know, he's one of the best pitchers in the country. Yet there's some weekends he only throws 50 pitches, and that's it. In a perfect world, Hagen comes in and closes out a game on Friday night, throws. 20 pitches, comes back on on Sunday and closes out the game on Sunday in a perfect world, but we haven't been able to use him like that. We're only getting him one time per weekend. 
I just don't know, Wes. I think with our lack of experience at the end of the bullpen, I think you really have to keep Hagan kind of floating around like he is. I know that's not what a lot of people want to want to hear, but I think I, I trust DVH on that and Hobbs, and, and I agree with him right now. I think that's the best role for Hagan. I saw somebody speculate when Tiger comes back he could be starting. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of the that's kind of the thought process and kind of the the rumor, and I like that. Um, I said it before, you know. I said it a while back that the advantage to him coming back and kind of being a starter is you can control his pitch count. Let's say he comes in in the ninth inning, close out a game, and and things get crazy. He could throw a bunch of pitches in one inning, um, or maybe in the eighth inning he comes in. Where if he's if he's if he's opening a game or starting a game, you can control and get him out of there whenever you want. And I think that's I think that's a smart way to bring him back. You know, even though the back of the bullpen needs him, I think uh, I think that's the best way to do it. Just let him start a game, go three innings, get him out of there, and then start to build him up a little bit and possibly keep him in that role, or maybe have him in kind of a floating role, kind of like Bacon. Bubba, you expect Dylan Carter to be available this weekend? Don't know anything about it. It worries me that Dylan only threw 38 pitches. I, I think he threw 38 pitches on Thursday, uh, Thursday, and he couldn't throw on Sunday. So I, I don't have any update on that at all. Um, but I would expect him to be back. I think if, if there were an issue there, we would know about it. I think he's just been used a lot, and I think his arm is just sore. I think they could have thrown him, um, but they just didn't want to. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see, but you know, I I don't have any other other news on there for you. Sorry, Justin. I might as well ask the uh, hand solution that's sitting in here for uh, the uh, the Purell over there. Who's going to start tomorrow? Because I'll probably get just as good an answer as I'm going to get from you. But I'm going to ask anyway. Any idea? <laughs> who do you think is the most likely? You know, it's like it's like handicapping horses. Who do you think is the most likely starter tomorrow? You know, I think I think Parker Coyle, a freshman left here, gets a start. Uh, tomorrow it would be my would be my guess. We're we're a little bit thin right now, um, so you know there's certain guys that we know are not going to throw. Having that quick turnaround, having a And M coming in on Thursday hurts us. I wish it was a series where we're Friday, Saturday, Sunday, because um, you know Missouri State always plays it tough. So, but I would think Parker Coyle is probably going to be yeah. the guy. You know, we still have Zach Zach Morris. Hasn't thrown. He, we're still trying to get him back right. We really need Zach to step yeah. up. So right. I think we're going to see both those guys, and then you know from there we'll just kind of piece it together and, and do the best we can. Uh, for the record, the Purell agrees with you. I'm getting a nod from over there from the hand sanitizer, <laughs> so that's good. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. We had not talked about Zach in a couple of weeks. That would be great to get him back on. You know, something close to what we saw last year from him and. He's been kind of a topic of conversation through the season. He's had some moments, but hopefully that uh, maybe this could be the springboard for him. We'll see. Uh, good deal. Well, I just hopefully. go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say I just I was gonna say hopefully. Yeah, he warmed up a couple of times this weekend. Okay, um, he was even up uh, in the in the ninth inning on Saturday, um, or the eighth inning, bottom of the eighth on Saturday. He was up, ready to come in, and they they stuck with uh, they stuck with Bybee. I just checked the weather in Springfield tomorrow. Looks like 65 and cloudy, but I don't see any precipitation in the forecast. So maybe okay to play up there. We'll see. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Hey, we need to. We need to get out there and play. We really do. It could be kind of a trap game for us, though. That's the only bad thing about it. 
you know, because they're going to go all in to win this game, I think. Mm-hmm. And we're we're just trying to get healthy and get set up for the weekend. So, yeah. you know, it could be a trap game. But I think I think these guys are kind of mad. They're a little bit mad over the weekend. And I think they'll probably go in there and take it out on Missouri State. Yeah, maybe so. I think I'd rather have him rest. I'm going to send Nuke Lelouch up there tonight or, or Crash Davis and have him turn on the sprinklers overnight. Maybe we can get a rain out tomorrow. We'll see. <laughs> so I hear you. All right, Bubble, listen, thanks for the uh, time. We're looking forward to it. Hopefully we've got a, a little more uh, positive to talk about next week. Hopefully some guys will be back off injury. I mean, we're obviously hoping to see Tiger this weekend, and maybe hopefully Josenberg's issue isn't as serious as maybe it looked like it was. So we'll see. We're going we're gonna to hope for the best next week. Yeah, well, hey, we got positive stuff. We got Chris. I got to listen to the end of Chris Curry, mm-hmm. and um, I tell you what, he's doing a great job there at UALR. Um, I don't know. I really like what he's doing with that program. So we got we, there's there's a lot of positives in in that part of the state. We'll get things going back right the right direction here in Northwest Arkansas. Though, so, all right. Uh, keep your head up. We're gonna be all right, Justin. We are heading up there this week. We'll see you Thursday. Yeah. Sounds good, fellas. I'll see you on Thursday. Go on. All right. Thanks, Bubba. Bubba Carpenter, thanks to Johnston's Home Center down in Benton. Appreciate them.